0: you making ghosts out of all of their applications and frankly i'm sick of it
1: that's true that's something we have not really discussed yet ghost applications Mm -hmm. Uh, you know think of your vines if you will that's a ghost application you might still have that ghost application on your phone haunting it at this very moment so please be careful maybe do a system reboot if you can Mm. it's not great having all that uh ghost energy just in your cell phone like that connected to the web
0: and that's close to your butt and your groin when you put it in your pocket and so that's affecting your children that's affecting your poop so be careful guys what you put in your pockets welcome to another week of ghost in the scene i'm your host geo i'm with my co-host rob how are you rob
1: i mean i'm still frankly kind of livid you know just to give more context to our our listeners out there um we use google services you know you may not know this this is lifting the veil a little bit but we use google services to broadcast and speak with you we find it to be accessible especially to bring on all of your favorite guests most people have google accounts so it's easy for us to connect with them but we just found out that google is officially going to terminate the way that we broadcast to you that does not mean we're going anywhere so calm calm yourselves yeah you know you don't have to start burning all the incense quite yet you know, we, we have backups, there's contingencies, but we j- also just want to express our concern here because we thought we were using a service that was accessible, that we could connect with people, but uh, it turns out we were mistaken.
0: Yeah, you know, this is a total infringement on our first, um, uh, uh, you know, our first Amendment rights to free speech. We have a right to, you know, divulge information that we found out, and Google's trying to silence us, and not just us but everybody, and so we're gonna fight the good fight, and we're gonna give you the information on their platform as long as it's open, because this is just kind of sticking it to the man. So let's stick it to Google, and we're gonna use this until you know the wheels fall off. And then we'll switch on to probably a better service, um, frankly. So let's get into the news of the week, because this investigation has been a long time coming. So last week we teased a little bit of what we were going to be talking about, and we got a lot of feedback. People were excited. People were scared, and I
1: were downright angry.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I had to read um a few emails with some strongly worded f bombs in there. You know, um some caps locks were were on, and it scared me. Um the the blowback scared me, but I think we just have to of push through that and give you guys the information that we found out because if we don't tell you what we found out it's our it's on us you know we would feel guilty for possibly possessing millions of people so let's let's get into it last week we talked about brad garrett being um the bigfoot the token bigfoot that everyone used and he was used in a movie recently, his voice uh, as a monkey, um, as Bobo or Bubbles, the the monkey. And the monkey Bubbles, the chimpanzee, was the pet, AKA best friend of a Michael Jackson, uh, now deceased Michael Jackson. If you don't know who Michael Jackson is, um, everybody, I I, I would say Google him, but we're, we're not gonna do that anymore. So don't Google him, Bing him, or something, and you know, look up a, a few videos. He, he's a he's a dancer, performer. Very, I mean, if, if we want to get into it, there's a lot of things about him recently that do not put him in a very nice, positive light.
1: I mean, but these are also things that have been around him in his career, but we've only more looked at it in a more, you know, with more scrutiny. Now. Um, and I think that is part of the awakening that we all are going through of um, you know, re-looking at all this negative energy and negative spells that have been cast for so long, but just not taken account for. Um, but mm-hmm. to finally look at these things again and you know, taking some responsibility for things that have happened. And you know, most of the time it's not pretty. But you know, ghosts are scary, folks. So, you know, you're going to look for some ghosts. You're going to get spooked every once in a while.
0: Exactly. And you, you said something so smart about that is is the fact that there has been black magic, there has been dark magic and evils that have been perpetrated on the public for years. And we have been fed the illusion that it is entertainment, right? In, in, in the guise of entertainment, we have been tricked. And Michael Jackson was one of the perpetrators, right? His dance moves uh, made, you know, starry-eyed fans out of, you know, uh, hardened criminals. I mean, people in all parts of the world, all the hardened parts of the world love, and they loved his dancing, they loved his music, and he was able to convince billions of people that he was a standalone, they called him the king of pop. Now, I don't know what a king uh, gets to do in, in the olden times, but he believed that he could do whatever he wanted, just like a king. And, and this is the kind of thing where we have to be careful what titles we give to people, because uh-huh. they get it in their head. you know? So king of pop, he, he starts to act like a king, and he is a tyrant, it turns out. So something happens when people die. And this is something that we've talked about before, but just the idea that there's a whitewashing, a ghostwashing of their entire life. And you tend to see them only for the good that they did. So people only remember Michael Jackson as this happy dancer. And in reality, you know, we're we're way more complicated than that. And so what's interesting is we have a movie that kind of encapsulates every single topic that we've kind of brushed um, under the rug. The idea of the monster under Michael Jackson's skin, right? That somebody out here made a movie that was in a weird positive light, but in reality, they really show you that the genetics of Michael Jackson, when you really break him apart, is monstrous. And so... We have this movie to thank, and this movie is a very strange movie, and we kind of teased it last week, but, you know, I think it's time that we tell the public that somebody got it right, you know? It wasn't us. We didn't make this movie, but somebody did actually have the forethought to expose Michael Jackson's true identity to children in a way that shows them that he is a monster.
1: Yeah, and, and of course we're talking about uh, Michael Jackson's Halloween – is it just called Michael Jackson's yeah. Halloween party or just Halloween?
0: I think it's Halloween. might be Halloween special. Um yeah. it, was a, it was a TV movie, so it never got a theater release.
1: I mean, thank, thank goodness because, I, I mean, it, to me, I, don't, I, I think it's amazing that it shows that. But it almost does so in such – like his music, in such a – Fun and you know, positive way that you forget that you're watching that these are monsters dancing around with these children, and so it's like they're telling you, but at the same time, as also trying to put that same spell on you all over again. Um, so it's a very wow. strange dynamic going on there, but but I think they didn't realize what they actually were doing is telling the truth, and I think as long as we focus on that. Um, you know that's that's for us. I think that's what we will just have to take away.
0: I mean, it's true because the way I think about it, this was a c- computer graphic um, animated movie. So w- we've talked about the idea that this was a live action and they CGI'd over the ghosts so that we wouldn't be scared. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's one hundred percent true. You could take that to the bank. And what we're saying is, you know, there might have been. Two directors in in the booth, right? And one director was told by the studio, "Okay, you got to make Michael look good, right?" right. Just like I mean,
1: it was funded by his estate,
0: exactly. Michael Jackson Studios told them, "You you have to show some respect to the King of Pop, right?" And the other director, the other writer, whoever else was in the room they had the motive that we have to expose the monster for what he is right not not only to show his good side but to show his bad side and so i think it was a war a war between competing ideas and there must have been some kind of trojan horse where they sneak in this halloween aspect and suddenly you can bring monsters in and it and but yeah, you're right. It's fun for the kids. And so they don't understand the, you know, the true meaning, unless you're older like us. And you can kind of suss out like, oh, no, you know, this is actual monsters dancing. And they're dancing because, you know, they're having an evil time.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, to me, it's not a comedy. It's a horror film. And I'm terrified when I see it.
0: And, and it's with children going into a haunted mansion. And they walk in—so there. um, for the people that haven't seen it, I I can't imagine there's many people that haven't seen this movie, but I'll I'll just explain it just for the the sake of, you know, being consistent. So it's about two children who walk into Michael Jackson's haunted estate looking for their dog. Uh, While they're there, they encounter different kinds of monsters. And let me explain— At first, they're outside, and they see a bunch of pumpkins dancing. So they see a dancing pumpkin, and it explains to them that it's dancing in secret, right? Um, The reason why it's dancing in secret is because there's an evil witch who doesn't like music and doesn't like Michael Jackson. So they go from the outside, they go into the haunted mansion, and they meet a, a, a spider general, and they also meet a cat scientist. And they all each represent different monstrous kind of, like, one, the dancing pumpkin. um, It's dancing to terrible music. So that's bad. Mm-hmm. Two, the general spider, he catches them and puts them in his web and tells them that they're going to go to war. And, I mean, so this is very classically a mm-hmm. war demon, like, like we've talked about. Yeah. And then the spider, or no, I'm sorry, the cat is a Frankenstein. Um, His name is, uh, I think it's like Franklin Stein, the cat, right? So Frankenstein, the cat, is an evil scientist. And so these three aspects, and I'll give you a spoiler, at the end of the movie, they combine these three characters into the soul of Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson is basically conjured out of thin air and brought into this computer graphic world, which is the real world. And, right. and he uses his dancing skills to turn all of the, the zombies into people again. Now, I told you this is computer graphics, so they made the, the people look like zombies and he turned them into real people. But in reality, they could have been real people and he could have turned them into zombies. And we don't know that. So it's that- it, it's a horror
1: thank you yeah and thank you for saying the spoiler as well because as we all know once you know what's going to happen it can't scare you Mm -hmm. so uh thank you for like giving you know those few people that have not seen this film the benefit of not being possessed in that moment um and yeah just animation is also to me one of the most horrifying genres that there is out there because they can do that they can kind of Mask reality in that way, uh, especially when you said, you know, it, they're turning people into zombies, but they make it look like it's the other way around. Um, and taking something that, you know, when you were filming it, it can you imagine like seeing that, like people's skin just like zombify, and that must be horrifying. Yeah, being but, a they dancer, make it, but they make it a dance party.
0: It's it's disgusting and they should be getting paid more than, you know, the average like $50 a day that extras get paid because they're they're seeing their friends turn into zombies and they have to keep hitting their marks when they're dancing. You know, that's professionalism at a level that I don't even think I could do because if I saw my best friend turn into a zombie, I would stop dancing. I I simply would just stop dancing. And they keep on doing it and it's I'm sure it's take after take mm-hmm. and you know kudos to them they're hard-working actors but they they don't deserve the kind of treatment that they were given in that movie
1: no and if you have doubts that this is based off reality just remember we've all seen those images of michael jackson as a hologram we know that this technology exists they are recreating michael jackson's spirit in a physical form back to our universe um you know it's going to be pretty soon that we'll, we may we're likely going to see more ghosts. Uh, will we see a war demon manifest itself at some point?
0: Yeah, I mean, I
1: mean, it's possible,
0: right? I think yes. And and here's the thing about this this film: they kind of play their uh, they show their hand when they give you exactly what percentage. Michael Jackson is of what kinds of monster. So this is, I mean, this is scientifically proven in in, in the movie that he is 33% Frankenstein cat, 33% spider general, AKA war demon, and 33% dancing pumpkin. Now I said 33, right? That's three and three. That's a six. Now, 3 plus 3 is 6 and how many times did I say 33? I think I said it 3 times. That's 666. They're they're already giving you that he has numbers in his genealogy that add up to 666. And then they tell you he's a third Frankenstein, he's a third spider war demon, and he's a third dancing pumpkin. All household items that that we have in our homes. So What are they saying? They're saying that children can conjure Michael Jackson using these household items. All they need is a Frankenstein cat, a a spider war demon, which everybody has, and a simple pumpkin. So what is – at the end of the day, and I did give this movie props, but maybe I should take it back because what is this movie really trying to do, you know? Is it trying to get children to conjure Michael Jackson in their homes? Is it trying to get, you know, the word out that he's a, you know, a bunch of monsters combined into one thing? Or is it trying to just get people to dance? And that's why uh, we talked about this movie. We don't have the answers. That's why we're bringing this up, because this is a question for the world. It's not just for this podcast. So we're going to have to reconcile this. We don't know the answer. But we know that they released this movie to millions of people. And now we have to deal with the repercussions. Let's move away from from this Halloween. Do you have anything else you want to talk about uh, on Michael Jackson and his Halloween special?
1: I, I, I don't. I mean, I, it does just give makes me spooked to, to think of it and mm-hmm. to show just like how powerful the structures still are, even though you know we're doing so much to combat it you know it's just kind of like how you know that every action is going to have an equal reaction so you know the harder that we push also means the harder that they're going to push back against yes. us yes so i think it's just something to also be aware of of you know the fight is only gonna you know get harder uh but that's gonna make us better in the process.
0: Exactly. So think of our uh, our strength getting, as you know, much stronger because they're throwing a lot at us, but, you know, we're catching every ball that they throw at us. So we might have to grow some new arms to, to, to catch, but we can evolve and, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to grow some new arms. So let's move on from there and let's talk a little bit about the box office because we're a podcast that talks about current news. And it's not Halloween. so the the top box office right now is uh, interesting. We got Disney on top. That's no surprise. As far as I know, Toy Story 3 was supposed to be the last of the Toy Story films. Um, it, it kind of was an adult themed you know, toys dying and it was super you know emotional. And now you know they, they bring out Toy Story 4. So that's number one, and uh what's number two, Rob? Number
1: two is also a movie about animate toys. would you believe it or not? This is the time for toys huh. uh, Number two, it's also uh based off of a franchise uh, and maybe a less um, scary version than Toy Story is the way that I see it right you know cuz toy story is pretty horrifying and this is more like a documentary so it's more informational and not as scary it's the remake of the classic film child's play
0: wow they and you know what it it just kind of occurred to me why these two movies would be together if you think about it toy story has never shown how to kill a toy right They've never shown how toys die. um, they've they've teased it. Like I said, they teased it in the third one, but they never really killed a toy on screen. And child's play, they absolutely kill that toy. And that is a guide, a user manual for us, for the public, because they knew that this movie, Toy Story Four was going to come out. And so they had to give us the tools that it takes to kill these little toys. Because if you watch the first Toy Story movie, I mean, that's all you need uh, in terms of the fear that you should have. When that little kid is in his backyard and the toys say that they're watching him, that they're always watching him. Yes. That is, that sends chills down my spine just thinking about it. And that was the first movie. Now we're in the fourth movie. Which uh, Rob mentioned that this is the start of a new trilogy, which, if, if we're counting, uh, goes up to six, four, five, six. So wh- why do you think they're doing this, Rob? I, I don't understand. They had a perfectly good trilogy. They ended, and now they're coming back with this, this fourth movie, a new trilogy. What's going on?
1: Gio, you, know, you said it. It's all the numbers. It's to get to the six, obviously. They, they feel like they need the six. And, again, Disney feels like it is uh, unbeatable at this point. They can make any movie that you like, and they know that people are going to see it. Um, so
0: true.
1: They can make Toy Story 26, uh, and they know that people will see it. At least that's how they feel at the moment. Um and so they, they think they can conjure a lot of magic, but this is the thing, no matter how much they have, they're always going to want more. They're gonna have more toys, mm-hmm. you know, each time because right now we got more toys as well. And Gio, you were saying a lot of interesting things about these new toys, and I think that's what it's really about, is to
0: have more and more toys. Exactly. And so this movie um posits that people like us can create out of thin air toys that then have souls, right? This, uh, if you guys don't even watch the movie, you could just look at the poster and you will see that there is a small toy that is made out of a spork, a spoon and a fork. And it's given red eyebrows, um, black eyes. And I want to really point out that, what, is, what a spork is, right? I said half spoon, half fork. But where is a half spoon? Where is a half fork? If you look at the bottom, it's round. And the top, it's spiky. So spiky hair on this toy looks like a demon. Like demon horns. And what scares me is that it's not just one pair of horns. That spork has like three or four pairs of horns. So this is obviously a demon that this little girl in the movie Toy Story 4 has conjured out of thin air. What kind of example is that for the children? That this un this uh what do you call it? She she was a girl that was not, you know, given any instructions on how to conjure a demon, and yet her first try, boom, a a, a demon is, is summoned from hell and in into her hands she creates it. And unsupervised, nobody was watching her. Nobody was making sure that there was any holy salt around her, no holy water. You know, what kind of parents is this? And, and Pixar is, is make, touting it like it's some great thing. I, I just don't get it, Rob.
1: I mean, it's what we were also saying before. It's this attempt to get the occult into the hands of children. And I think a lot of it has to do is they have a lot of magic that they still need to create because like I said, they have a lot right now, but you know, the more magic that you make, the more energy and force that will take to make, to get to that next level,
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: that much more difficult. So you need to outsource a lot of that energy, who better to do so than children, you know, they have all this free time uh and parents aren't obviously watching them anymore and they just give them these toys to make all these sorts of magic i don't know what's going on i you know i don't want to discourage parents for if they're want their children to be involved in the occult just be just be there you know yeah uh, make sure they they wash their hands
0: uh, wash the blood off their hands when when, when they're done sacrificing Whatever they're sacrificing, make sure that they get all of the blood off their hands. Make sure that their area is nice and, and clean. You yeah. know, all the pentagrams are washed off the floor.
1: Because yeah, separate separate those your your blood using knives from perhaps your incense cutting knives. You don't want to have cross contamination. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you, the basic stuff, and that way the children will see that, and then they will be impressed upon them. How to do it themselves. So when they actually are able, when they are ready to do it themselves, they can do so responsibly.
0: And and we're all kind of ignoring the fact that Toy Story is truly a voodoo story. It should be called Voodoo Story because these are voodoo dolls that they are creating. And this last example of the Forky is the best example because it's showing the creation of the voodoo doll, right? A spirit imbuing or imbibing itself into a smaller container right giving its its nature to an inanimate object this is classic voodoo and the fact that they're not showing how to separate voodoo dolls from real play dolls scares me because that's something that children just won't understand and that you know it's hard for us to teach them once they get that in their head a voodoo doll is a doll you know
1: and, and think of the symbology that they're using here, too. This is an eating utensil. This is something they're feeding the children. Oh, my God. Figuratively, And literally, in this case.
0: Wow. That is shocking. I, I can't say that I'm surprised, and yet I'm so surprised, you know? It's it, it's hard to come in, uh, get into words just how many cylinders they're flying, firing on. When you think about the cast... Think about Tom Hanks, you know, everybody that has been involved in this movie and they're still adding people to this movie. And what's interesting is they added somebody recently and it, nobody really knew. He didn't do much press for this movie. It, it just kind of just so happened that they recognized his voice and they reverse engineered who this was. Um, They added a very... I would say cultural icon at this point. Something has happened in the past month that doesn't happen to many people, right? Many people don't get this kind of treatment. But and you know what I'm talking about I'm talking about Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves was in the latest Toy Story movie and for those of you who are unaware, he is right now a the subject of 1 million memes people are writing all kinds of think pieces about how great he is. They are head over heels for this man. And he's been around in the scene for decades. So the fact that he's only starting to get this kind of attention now as Toy Story 4 is coming out is really kind of interesting, right? What what kind of campaign are they running? It, you know, maybe a publicity campaign, maybe some kind of strange delayed uh, affection for him they've you know they waited all these years kind of you know pushing up uh, away his fans and now they're letting them to him i'm not sure what's going on with keanu but i think it's a good like a uh, point to start discussing you know the idea that this this person was a not a regular actor but he was kind of a normal guy and then now he it, it, something's changed something has definitely changed for keanu so what do you think's going on with that Rob?
1: Yeah, and we were discussing this prior as well, and it's someone that you obviously knew of all these years, it's not as if he didn't exist. And the more I think about it, we were talking about it, I I really was thinking about how Keanu has always been with us, in a way, like silently, like you said, in this movie even, like he he just kind of appears. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all know the famous documentary film he was in, The Matrix where he goes inside the machine. So it's no surprise that he has the ability to teleport anywhere that he pleases within our reality, because he sees the numbers, he sees the ones and the zeros, Mm -hmm. and he knows how to step through them to be wherever he wants. Uh, And that's a great power within it. I don't, you know, something, I get a very supernatural sense around him, but I don't know if he's quite himself a supernatural being.
0: And, you know that's the thing about keanu is that i think there's an ability for him to kind of put his supernatural self away you know and and kind of go under the radar that there's there's a sense that you know maybe that it's an object that he carries with him that is is the paranormal kind of magnet and he's able to separate himself every now and then because I think it comes in waves, you know, this, this love for Keanu. I mean, we were a little bit younger, and maybe our audience might have been, a, you know, a little bit younger when The Matrix came out. And so we didn't really understand the hype that Keanu was getting for being the first man to leave The Matrix. And yet now, let's say, I mean, let's, it's at least, you know, 15 years later, it happens again, right? And, and he's suddenly on the top of the world, And it's like he put back on whatever ring or whatever he had. So this kind of struck me. And this is when we we were talking about this earlier, that he is a man that is out of time and out of place. Mm. That he is somewhat old timey, right? He has like a, a Zen to him and people have noticed that people have, have understood that. And it's, and I, I can't help but say it, but he's almost the antithesis of Johnny Depp
1: almost the 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 yang to the yang
0: exactly. Johnny Depp is such a negative you know hurricane, you know, and I feel like Keanu Reeves is like a like a rainstorm and that just clears all of the pollution out of the sky, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is obviously new investigations, and I think we'll be discussing this more as more of our numbers come in. Uh, we're constantly crunching numbers, but we felt that this was important enough to bring up to all of our list, to all of you out there because mm-hmm. this is really powerful stuff. Uh, you know, can Johnny and Keanu, are they are they cosmically linked in some way? These are the questions that we're asking. Uh, and I think it's important, especially to be topical, because because we are asking these questions, that means you can ask these questions, too. Mm-hmm. And you can find out this information for yourself. And the more people we get talking about it, you know, the easier it is for us to all come to consensus.
0: Exactly. And your involvement in, in this investigation is also necessary. Um, I want to discourage a little bit of of what's going on with keanu only because i feel like it kind of disrupts the water you know uh for us to see what's really going on under the surface we need a still surface you know we, we can't have people mudding the waters chasing around this you know this basically this unicorn right mm-hmm. so what we need is a little bit of calm a little respite from from the craziness because if if we're going to find out about Keanu, we're going to need him to feel relaxed. And all of the attention I think I think is is kind of making him a little edgy, you know? It's it's driving him under a rock. And so we need to find out what's going on in a in a safe way in in a way that's going to make him feel safe. And so in order to do that, I think it's it's imperative that we do it discreetly. So we're going to consult you know, um, some astrology people. We're going to consult the, the spirits because I feel like Keanu is definitely something not of this world. Or if it's of this world, it is of an old world. And so we're going to get into it. It's, it's not going to be easy, but this is uh, something that I think is worth delving into and investigating. So we're going to have a full deep dive um, when it comes down to... What we're gonna find out, but until then, let's just kind of put you guys on notice that there is something happening with Keanu Reeves, and it could be the fact that you know this movie's come coming out, and it's- maybe it's just Pixar, you know, um, uh, doing the best ad campaign of the century, or we're right, and he might be um, imbued with a spirit that isn't his. So, um, th- there's a debate to be had there. And I want to I have that debate, but I want to make sure that we are um, with the right information, you know?
1: And before we sign off, too, I also just want to also then give a, another shout-out to Child's Play and to the good people at United Artists who produced that, uh, really showing that when you put up a front together at United, you can take down the demonic dolls that they are mm-hmm. throwing at you left and right. So big props uh, to them to to showing us how it's all done. Um, and yeah. we needed
0: that. We needed we needed somebody to kind of hold our hand and guide us, and with a knife to stab the doll, right? None of us had the the heart to do it. They make dolls look innocent, and they make them look like you know fun and friendly. And sometimes we just need the knife in our hand and to kind of be shown that, yes, like, if you just stab the doll enough times, it'll stop moving, you know? And even even the spirit of the doll will go away if you have it dipped in holy water. So shout out to Child's Play and uh, Mark Hamill. Even though we know that he, you know, was in Disney before, he bowed out of the Star Wars movie to make Child's Play which I think is so heroic that he would leave that franchise in order to kind of show how to kill another franchise kind of secretly. I, I think that's a really great guerrilla-in-the-scene um, kind of work. So thank you, Mark Hamill. And um, let's, let's say that uh, next week is going to be a very interesting week, guys. I want you to be looking out at the stars, looking inward into yourselves. And really start to ask yourself, what is the nature of a fortune, right? Can 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 I can I personally talk to a spirit and and can they give me an answer? Is there a, a way of communicating safe or is it all bad? We're gonna get into that because there's been a lot of people asking about possession and communication. If it's the same thing, and we're gonna clear the water, we're gonna make sure that you guys understand what's what. And so, until then, stay in the scene, guys.
1: Keep your eyes on the screens, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I mean, if you, we understand that these are also very popular films, and we don't want to make feel people feel guilty for going or advocate people to, you know, harass their friends for seeing these films. Mm -hmm. Quite the opposite, you know, come from a place of love and respect, and being say, hey, I know we're all watching Toy Story, but let's be safe about it. Guys, like, let's make sure we're wearing our, our goggles, our, our gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, you know, my full recommendation would be a hazmat suit. We understand that that is not always the case, but as if you can get as close to there as possible, um, do that, be safe.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if anything, you could just wrap some saran wrap around your arms and your, and your chest and your body, and then just wear a long sleeve, and they won't be able to notice. That that you have all that saran wrap on your body, and you could bless that. You could put you know John three sixteen and in, in some sharpie marker on the saran wrap, and you'll be fine. So there's a lot of ways to to take care of yourself, and self care is very important these days. So make sure you take care of yourself. Oh, by the real
1: quick hot take though, John three sixteen. That looks like there's a three and a six 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 six.
0: Oh my god, uh, I'm I am so sorry uh- for bringing up that I did not even realize. Wow okay so maybe John maybe john 315 or something like that
1: so another John yeah we'll just maybe we i don't know if we'll discuss that later but just something to think about just stay in the scene everyone
0: yeah anything but john 316 um stay in the scene and um, we'll see you guys next week we love you